It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. You are now in the Corner Booth Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here's your host, Jared Clay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Corner Booth Podcast. I'm your amazing host, Jerry Clem. Kevin, unfortunately, is predisposed by his day job today, as, and also I think he's still recovering from our Steve Brawl interview. By the way, check it out. It's the episode below. Uh, link, of course, is in the bio on our Instagram. It's the most shared thing on our Twitter. It was a fun interview. We want to thank Steve again for coming on. But today, filling in, is my favorite troll, Host of Puck Puck Pass, my boy Zach Mack is in the house. We have a lot to cover. We're actually going to talk hockey. He's going to talk hockey. I'm going to listen because I got so many <laughs> updates. My Penguins made like eight moves at the deadline, and I'm trying to understand what they did because as much as you guys know, I'm a Penguins fan, but I know about 35 things about the Penguins, and half of them aren't even their players anymore. Like I have to ask these two, him and uh, KJ, if, if that guy's still on the, the roster. So – Without further ado, we're going to start off quick before we get into hockey. We got Combine. And you guys know I am a huge nerd about this. Me and Mark are going to bullshit about the draft for the next two months until it happens. My first takeaways was Henry Ruggs did not break John Ross's 40-time record. He's five-tenths of a second short. So I feel like Kevin owes me some money or something. Um, biggest standouts were the receivers. The kid from Notre Dame ran a 4-3-5, a 6-5, which I was like – and he, he I think he threw a Blake. 18 on the bench. C.D. Lamb helped his case out, running a 4-5 even, which his whole knock on him, Zach, was the fact that he could not separate. But a 4-5 is still a rocket time. And the dude is the most is – he's the shiftiest receiver in this draft. And he's a red zone threat being 6-2. The only other thing that was crazy to me was well, Jerry Judy ran his 4-4-5. That we knew was going to happen. But Jonathan Taylor – who is the tank from Wisconsin, 2,000 yards back-to-back seasons. I thought most Wisconsin backs are big brawlers. They stumble through the hole. Even Melvin Gordon ain't the fastest guy on the planet. Dude breaks off the second-fastest running 40-yard time with a four with a four three nine. I'm just like, okay. But I mean, the one thing – I was talking about this with Kevin before, Zach, and I, before I let you get in here. The one thing that bothers me about Taylor is his um, – is his – is the mileage on the tires. I mean, dude's got more carries than Derrick Henry had, and I'm waiting for that dude to fall off the rails. And uh, my last standout, of course, is the Clemson uh, linebacker, uh, Isaiah Simmons. Dude's six foot three, 240, runs a 4.38. That's a running back, like, receiver kick returner time. It's going to be crazy. That's going to, like, make his stock skyrocket like Devin Bush and Devin White's times did for them last year. So, Zach... I know you were your the combine is not your go-to, but at your Lions, I really want them to take Tua at the third pick. Je, your the, the guy they're projected to take, Jeff Okuda, the uh, cornerback from Ohio State, looked great. His footwork looked mesmerizing. The dude's got the quickest feet I've ever seen. What what's your reaction to the combine? Are you optimistic now, or are you getting a little depressed? Like what, what are you feeling right now? Yeah, so I was telling you before we hopped on here that I didn't, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't watching it probably nearly as closely as you were. I, I watched some of the recaps and I, I pretty much know what ESPN has told me about it. Um, yeah, I'm a Lions fan. I'm interested in what they're going to do with the third pick. It's, it's higher than we had last year, um, if you can believe that or not. But uh, I, I'm at the point where I'm, I'm very impressed by Isaiah Simmons. I, 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 I 
know that there's some sort of element of like, where do you play him? And, and it depends on how he fits in on what team drafts him. Um, I'm at the point where I want Simmons Tua, or Chase Young. And I, I understand Chase Young's probably an outside, outside bet at this point, but I'm excited about Tua. Uh, if we can get a quarterback that is a playmaker, like the Lions have been missing that forever. Uh, I think that would be awesome. I, I'm not sold on Jeff Okuda. I understand he's a good cornerback and um, cornerbacks out of Ohio state. As far as I know, are, they, they have a pretty decent track record. You want to go back yeah. to Denzel Ward, even back as far as Chris Gamble, and back in like 0-1-0-2. There's never really been a bad, a really bad cornerback coming out of there. But I see what you're saying. When I look at Tua, he gets to sit behind. It, it makes perfect. I was explaining this to Kevin last week. He was being the Alabama fan. He's shutting this down because he wants to see Tua go there. Yeah. I'd rather see Tua go to the Lions than the Dolphins. Three reasons. One, he plays in a dome. Yes, he plays in Miami, but that weather can be awful. I'm a Hurricanes fan. They play in the same stadium. I watch games where basically the field is all <laughs> It's just water, and they're replacing cleats at halftime. It's insane. You play in a dome. You also play Kirk Cousins in a dome. Kirk Cousins sucks, by the yep. way. If, if, if the jury isn't out yet, the only the only thing that would even stretch Tua is playing Rodgers in Lambeau, because the Bears aren't going to be good for another 10 years, because they're going to stick to Trubisky, and they're going to make him another mistake on a quarterback. Or they're going to go sign Jameis Winston, which we've been hearing about, <laughs> and they're going to be even worse. So, at the end of the day, Tua going to the Lions makes so much sense. He sits behind Stafford. He has a running game already with on Johnson. And then on top of that, you get one of the best deep threats in the league in Kenny Galladay, and you also get Marvin Jones, who's an, a really solid number two receiver. Also, has great voice, by the way. Don't know. Look it up. He actually I just – dude, dude was, like, really good, too. I was, I was pretty impressed. But two of the Lions – and I'm, I'm going to release my mock – I'm going to do mock draft number two, actually, to – I might do it tonight. I don't even know. I'll release it, and I'll let everyone know. Mock draft one, I had Akuda go into um, – I, I butcher his name. It doesn't really matter. That guy, Jeff, from Ohio State. I had him going <laughs> – to Detroit, but ever maybe it's I've been listening to Cowherd too much. Maybe I want to see this guy succeed. I think Tua will be better off playing in Detroit because also one Matt Patricia, as much as he looks like a frat boy, is not an idiot. Brian Frazier's great too, but the problem is in Miami. Oh my God, you sit behind Fitz Magic for six for six games. How fast are they going to rush Tua to the field? Yeah, one more year of Stafford. He doesn't play the entire year. Oh look, they get another top ten pick. Oh, look, they go and get another receiver. Or they go grab a – oh, they have a great tight end already in Hawkinson. Or they grab a running back because Travis Etienne's coming out next year. Guys, a missile out of the backfield for Clemson. It makes so much sense to me that I think right now if the smart play is the Lions draft Tua and sit him in until at least week 14. That's the best scenario for Tua because we all know Burrow going forward is going to play for the Bengals. It's a foregone conclusion. Our former colleague, Brian Lynch, at a family event on Sunday asked me, is there any mock draft you've done without without Joe, um, uh, Joe, Lynch, um, without Joe Burrow going to the Bengals? I'm like, no. The Bengals, one, are, are a horribly run franchise. The smartest thing he did was franchise tag Green because they're trying to prove that Burrow will keep you weapons. Honestly, Eifert, Green, John Ross, Tyler Boyd, that's not – oh, and Joe Mixon, that's not a bad offense. But the Bengals better trade back up into the first round to get an offensive lineman or go maybe sign Eagles reject Luatoi Vitae, pronounce that four times fast, or any of these <laughs> any of these linemen because Burrow is going to be running for his life. Yes, he's mobile, but with that many weapons, it's going to be great. That's barring A.G. Green gets on the field. But it's in my opinion, it's going to go Burrow, Chase Young. I hope to uh, – Giants will probably go O-lineman at three. And the Dolphins gonna panic and take Burrow at five because the Lion, they, they, nobody's seeing the Lions take Tua. But I feel like the Lions, the whole Stafford thing might be a smokescreen. I'm hoping it is for your franchise's sake. I well, love. Bur- okay, go. I was gonna say you got me more excited than half the Lions fans do at this point. I mean, I'm, I'm all for Tua. I, I think. Well, since we're talking about quarterbacks, you mentioned Tua. You're talking Joe Burrow, and you did mention Jameis Winston. And I saw. I know I'm going off script a little bit here, but we saw he was going to test free agency. Where is he a Buccaneer next year, or is he somewhere else? No, he's gone. Because 
I think Bruce Arians – Bruce Arians, honestly, if I was a quarterback, let's say I was getting drafted and I wanted to play. My, my style has always been, even in like my flag leagues, I got a good arm, I'm a gunslinger, I throw balls in tight windows, and I like going vertical. My dream coach is to play for Bruce Arians because his offense is basically chuck the rock downfield, run it all outside. It's basically a college offense with a pro spin. And with Arians, if Arians can't fix Jameis Winston – then nobody can. He's going to – I mean, yes, he threw a ton of yards and a ton of touchdowns last year, but it's not going to matter when you throw 30 picks. Me and Kevin were campaigning for him to throw this season and break the interception record. We had a chant going after every damn game. We were praying for it. So with Winston, I think him going to the Bears would be interesting because if he beats out Trubisky, that's embarrassing. I mean, yes, James is extremely talented – but Jameis is so mistake-prone that it makes my fingers curl. I'm like, dude, stop throwing the ball into double coverage. If you even look at film, half of his throws are forced. They're nobody open. He tries to fit into the tight window instead of just eating. He's a big mobile guy. He can move a little bit. Screw it. Throw it away. But, you know, that's something that a quarterback whisperer would generally teach him, but they're not. So if I'm – if like the rest of the quarterbacks, I think that with Cam Newton – Going back to the Panthers for a year, they're going to pass or take a quarterback later because they're going to be like, all right, well, if we have Cam, screw it. Let's see what comes out next year. Oh, wait, it's Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. I'd rather roll the dice on those two than this quarterback class put together. Because if you want to put all those guys together and then you drop in – oh, and by the way, Miami quarterback De'Ara King's coming out too. There's a ton of great quarterbacks. There's at least four or five. I mean – it would probably go two will be the third, and then I throw in Burrow, I throw in um, Herbert, then Jordan um, Love, and then um, oh, what's his name? Oh, Jesus, Burrow is my fourth. And I was like, oh, Jared, how is he your fourth? He's not the best arm. He's not the most mobile. His accuracy is probably top two. His release is small hands. Oh yeah, small hands. I have <laughs> actually bigger hands than him. Why are ten inches? <laughs> How is that possible? I'm five inches shorter than him. Uh, oh, that's hysterical to me. It, I mean, it doesn't matter as much as you think. If it's like, oh, Mahomes is mine. I'm like, also, Mahomes can throw the ball through the side of a barn. Yeah. Not bad, bad of an arm. Good, not bad. Sorry, wrong pronoun trouble. But even <laughs> – all right, best arm in the class is Jacob Eason out of um, Washington. But the problem is Easton is basically Joe Flacco. He's just big, strong arm, but is about as mobile as me after about 15 beers. And then you throw in, like, two is the most accurate, has the best release, and is the best improviser. And then you have Justin Herbert, who's the most complete, I would say, out of all of them. And then you have Jordan Love, who's the most raw. Love kind of reminds me a lot of Mahomes. He's got the best arm strength. I see him going to the Colts in the – I can't – I think I have the 12th pick. That's where they, because you know, if he falls to the Colts, he sits one year behind Philip Rivers or whatever, more whatever veteran they sign, and then they put Love in at the end of the year, and we have another Patrick Mahomes like situation, but in Indianapolis, and they're gonna be good again. Because well, I'm they, interested in what you think about Jordan Love because I've heard a lot of, uh, okay. I heard a, the chatter that I've seen, and again, not the biggest football student over here, which is why I'm asking you, but I, I, a lot of people think that this guy has a lot of upside, has a lot of potential. Do you think he has, and I know he's not going to be, he's not touted to go top five or anything like that, but could he have a great career? Oh, totally. And, and he, the thing is, like, the, the theme I've been noticing the last couple of years, and there's only been one real quarterback bust the last five, ten years, and by the way, I thought he was going to be great, and I wanted my Eagles to draft him. It was Paxton Lynch. Thank <laughs> God I dodged that bullet. Um, I just met him last season. You did? He's a Memphis guy, and I live in Memphis, so he comes to a couple games. I finally met him. Yeah, he's a bum. He's a, quarterback. <laughs> I he's a nice guy. By the way, last year, I, I told Mark that Drew Locke would be the best quarterback in that class. I, I said second best. I, I said Will Greer was going to be, but I thought Cam. I didn't know. I forgot Kyle Allen existed. But I said Drew Locke was going to have a better career than um, Dwayne Haskins and Daniel Jones. I'm still convinced of that because I love I love a quarterback who's got a backbone and a cannon arm. Maybe it's the Brett Favre syndrome. I'm not sure. But yeah. <laughs> I love Kyler Murray. Big arm, backbone. Daniel Jones, me-ish arm. And uh, Dwayne Haskins has the work ethic of a potato. 
the fact that the the Redskins are even considering taking Tua at two is just hysterical to me. It is. I, it's 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 hilarious. That would be. Would that not be the most Redskins thing ever, though? I mean, the Cardinals did it last year. But then again, Josh. Ro- I would rather have Josh Rosen than Dwayne Haskins. Because Rosen's got a better arm, is more accurate. The problem is Rosen's been given the shaft everywhere he goes. Watch, we're gonna see Rosen get like traded to the, I don't know, the some. In, okay, let's say he gets traded to the Patriots and Brady walks, and the dude walks out and lights the lights it up for like thirty touchdowns, four picks, and Belichick's sitting there scheming and laughing. He goes, "This is all the <laughs> plan." While Brady's getting sacked a thousand times playing for the Chargers or the Titans. Um, with that, with that, I'm going to interrupt you real quick. If that exact scenario happened, because I could see not, not specifically it being Rosen, but anybody comes in, has success like that, goes 30 and four or whatever, like you just mentioned, does that diminish Brady's goat conversation? Nope, nope, no, 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 because there's one thing that keeps Brady as the goat and it's his playoff performance. Yes. He puts up stupid stats in the regular season because we all know what it is. He's not. He doesn't have the cannon arm anymore. He's 42 years old, dude. You you tell me a 42 year old can still throw the ball 50 yards on the field consistently without having shoulder pain. CB12 method out the. No, doesn't doesn't matter. You're still gonna be in pain. I throw 150 balls in a game as at 24 years old. I'm like icing my shoulder the next day. The thing <laughs> is, when you come down to the whole system, yes, it's very quarterback friendly if you're intelligent, which Rosen is intelligent, maybe not as Brady, but close. I would still not diminish Brady's legacy only because in the playoffs he has shined. Where even even like the game last the game last year, that was just Tennessee just being just beating up on a very bad personnel of mm-hmm. uh, the Patriots. But look at the Philadelphia Super Bowl. Brady basically kept that team in that game because that team was defeated. You can even tell from the get-go. Philly comes out blasting Meek Mill, and the guy's are like, what's going on here? They came out to their usual crazy train. Everyone looked a little, like, you know, tense, like like they puckered up a little too hard when they were, like, you know, running off the field. But <laughs> what cracks me up is that with the Patriots is they are like, oh, we can win without Brady. Oh, I'm like, I'm praying for Kevin. I really am because, oh, God. That if if the rose if the Rosen experiment doesn't work, let's say like let's say they go get like Andy Dalton, which is a possibility. If like let's because everyone everyone's saying Brady walks, and we'll talk about this later in the show after we talk a little hockey. But dude, <laughs> that team's gonna be bad because if they don't get a deep threat, if they don't get any weapons at all, and they just try to rebuild, Patriots fans are gonna be a mess for a couple seasons because they don't know how to lose. Yeah, Why, I you don't lose. I I mean Eagles fan, I even know how to lose. <laughs> I know, and I know we're gonna get to Brady in a little bit. But since you already mentioned him, I we we talked about you know possibly two will go into Alliance at three. What if the Patriots take a season off? Like let's say Brady walks, they don't they don't replace. I don't know who they have in play, or they get some. Like, sh- they would go get like Dalton or or something. Yeah, they get some schmuck, and then Stafford walks from the Lions and goes to the Patriots. Like, do you think that? I I feel like Stafford is exactly ten, what Belichick would want. Ten six, second round exit. They'd be a good team. They wouldn't be because what Brady does better than any because the problem is Stafford has a tendency to shrink. Yep. You'll I would never agree. admit this to Mark Riley just to irritate him, but Stafford has a tendency to shrink <laughs> in big situations, whereas Brady like shows up to the occasion. It, it's it's the clutch gene. Unfortunately, Stafford it must be a Georgia quarterback thing. I'm not sure because Jake Fromm has a tendency to choke in the, <laughs> in the clutch too. Um, last thing to the combine. I'm excited for where the receivers are going. Do not be surprised. I've been saying this for months. Philadelphia has been rumored to trade up for a receiver. If Jerry Judy's still sitting there at 11, do not be surprised if Philadelphia is breaking down somebody's door to get him, CeeDee Lamb, Ruggs, or um, I even love T. Higgins out of tennis, out of uh, Clemson. But this kid out of um, – God, I can't think of his name right now. I think it's like Colby or Corey or something like that out of Notre Dame. Dude, fourth like four four three four three three speed at six foot five. That's just like <gasps> DK Metcalf two point <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, I mean we talked about my lines enough. I don't know where where do the Eagles stand right now as far as first round draft pick. Twenty one. They're gonna move up. They have so much draft capital. And we're gonna talk Alshon Jeffrey in a little bit. I added that at the end of it, but um because I got a beef with the I think it's actually gonna be my last call. But um 
I was going to talk – I was going to make fun of all the people freaking out about the coronavirus, but uh, <laughs> I think it's bad karma. And also, I, I pulled a graphic today off topic. Um, I'll read the numbers to you just so you folks get a nice little – this was from uh, – I can't remember who this is from, but this was like, – it's probably unofficial numbers. All right. So the toll for people who have – case total, 93K. Total deaths, 3-1. Total recovered. Zach, take a guess. Ah, dude, I should know this because I was literally looking at these stats earlier today. But you, I know, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. 50K. Folks, <laughs> those math majors out there, that's over 50% recovered already. And this by the way, nothing to worry about. We're under the age of 30. Take our multivitamins. We might be down for two days if we if we catch it. Oh, it's no I worse than it. the flu. No, the flu is worse. I had influenza B last year. It's mean, man. I was down for three days. I couldn't even move. Yep. I tried to work out with it. Not a smart idea. Um, but yeah, so there's your public service announcement from the corner booth. <laughs> unofficially brought to you by Twisted Tea. Glad I could be here for that. Oh, to- totally. All right. Last thing. One guy I'm worried about being another John Ross. Unfortunately, I hate you in that because that man's my hero in Madden. Won me a Super Bowl in our Madden League. Henry Ruggs. I'm not sold. I do not see it on, on tape. When I watch Jerry Judy, it's like watching Odell Beckham, a more aggressive OBJ. When I watch CD Lamb, it's like watching Des Bryant with more shiftiness. When I watch um, the kid from Colorado, it's Keenan Allen. It's a physical Keenan Allen. Um, the, T. Higgins, Mike Williams, same team. Um, who's the other guy I loved? Uh, Justin Jefferson. He's basically a faster Jarvis Landry. He's aggressive to the ball. He he's a he's great in the red zone. They were saying Keenan Allen on tape. I'm like, I don't see it. I see he's too fast to be Keenan Allen. Dude runs a four four. Like, yeah, okay. I'll even take Justin Jefferson at this point because I think he's gonna be a hell of a receiver. But I'm just worried about Rugs, and I really hope we don't. If and I hope I'm wrong if we take him. But the problem with Rugs, what bothers me is like I don't see enough like. I saw him blast past cornerbacks, but I'm like, all right, can this kid run routes? His hands are good. No question there, but, like, I want to see his route running ability. That's what I'm worried about, especially if, like, he came to a system with Philadelphia where there's a lot of crossing, there's a lot of misdirection. I'm worried about his physicality. So my best pick would be, like, CeeDee Lamb because the dude's basically Des Bryant with better better hair and probably a little faster 40 time. <laughs> <laughs> the better hair, that's key. I uh, before we exit the combine, I want there's something. I'm gonna give you homework, and I know you didn't see this coming. But next year, he's returning for his senior season. In Memphis. I'm a big Memphis guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I live here. Um, they got this receiver named Demonte Coxie, and I I just want you to just watch like a game or two, and then when the combine comes around next year, I'm not gonna forget this. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it up. I'm gonna okay. he's gonna be at the combine. This guy, the way he I, just because you were comparing guys to NFL receivers just now, and that's what made me think of it. You're talking about how uh, Jefferson. Uh, C-O-X-I-E. Um, but he just – the way he, he – he's a very possession-type receiver, I think. Um, and, again, I'm not the smartest football guy. But he, he almost like – he punishes guys who are tackling him, to, which to me is just a huge intangible as a receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's A lot of guys go down easy, I think. And maybe it's probably yeah. different in the NFL. You're trying to protect yourself and stuff like that. But – and he's not in, in a Power 5 conference, so I get that these corners that are covering him are probably very, very small. Mm-hmm. But um, I, may just have, his I atti- may have already uh, figured out who I think he reminds me of. <laughs> just his attitude. I would just love. I would just love to see what your comparison. You're, you're gonna crack from. up this. We're talking about him later in the show. He reminds me of a young Alshon Jeffrey. I was gonna say that. I almost sound he's was gonna- big. He's physical. His speed does not scare me. But his high, his ball play, his his high, his ability to high point the ball and his ability to break tackles and run clean routes. It's Alshon Jeffrey. He's a little lighter. AJ came in. I remember at the combine, I think it was like 2011 or 13. He came in a little overweight, but I mean, he runs pretty okay. The elusiveness is impressive, though. That's something that Alshon does not have. I'm a homer for this guy. I think he's gonna be a steal wherever he goes. I need to come down and visit Memphis, man, because I need, <laughs> I need to get out of, get out of Connecticut a little more. Okay, I'm loving this kid in the red zone too. Wow. Okay, this is the first time ever I've watched. You guys know I'm a film nerd, and Mike was always, oh, Jerry, you watch film. I'm like, Mike, one day I literally sat on my couch for two hours and watched receiver film. <laughs> I believe it. Sexting Kevin, I gave him a, a readout of my – I'll actually read out my comments, <laughs> and they're hysterical. 
All right, let's go back, go through me and Kevin basically getting an argument over something, as usual. We're, we're, we're that work couple that argues every 45 seconds. Yeah, I get that. I get that's how KJ and I are. Yeah. Oh, yeah, your boy got promoted. Oh, by the way, guys, we got Rich, my fake work rival. Congratulations. KJ is now the president of Belly Up Sports. I am very proud of KJ. Um, I think he's going to be a great addition to Belly Up at this point. I mean, Zach Mack was once a former executive and once screamed at me while I was lifting at the gym. I wasn't here. Well, about to... <laughs> Dude, that was the only I time I that. Like, almost spiked my phone at the gym because you were yelling at me. You had a good reason to. Because I wasn't being productive that week, and he didn't know I was doing things without like telling everybody. Look where I'm at now. Not even an executive. Hey, That's what it gets you. Don't yell at people, folks. That's listen, the lesson. There's times I've wanted to step down, but I thought about, you know what, whatever. I'll keep going because I yeah. do like this. All right. You guys want to know my official on the receivers because everyone wants to know about these receivers this year. Uh, Jerry Judy, insane talent. The speed is eye-popping. He, he doesn't run like a 4-4-5. He runs like he runs a 4-2. He's so elusive, as he, and his route running is exceptional. Ball put, and his hands are great, too. Henry Ruggs, his speed doesn't pop before he has the ball. But when he catches it, then you see it pop into eighth gear. His route running is questionable. C.D. Lamb, the best playmaker out of all these guys. Doesn't go down easy. Reminds me a lot of Des Bryant. Underrated speed. His elusiveness, no, is like running back level elusiveness. Um, T. Higgins out of Clemson. These are the guys that I liked watching. Um, Mike Williams with more speed and surprisingly runs hard. Like he'll lower his shoulder on receiver on cornerbacks. That I thought was insane for a guy who's six five. And the kid from Colorado whose name I cannot pronounce. Um, similar to C. D. A little less speed and a little more strength. Like he's a bulkier C. D. Lamb with a little less shiftiness. So that's your uh, combat report with Jerry Clem. Also, by the way, um, don't be surprised if Jake Fromm gets drafted by like, New England in the second round. I can so see that. Kevin <laughs> would cry because he hates Jake Fromm. Before right. we wrap the combine up, you like the receivers. Which one? Let's say, let's assume they all get placed and do a perfect system that fits their play style. Mm-hmm. Which one has the highest ceiling? Um, well, it depends on quarterback. Each one needs to go to a perfect team. So with Jerry Judy, he needs a quarterback who will just – he needs, just needs any quarterback. So I think the best system for him could be anything from Kyler Murray to Carson Wentz. CeeDee Lamb, his best fits Philly only because that offense is built tailor-made for him. A lot of red zone opportunities, a lot of spacing, a lot of one-on-ones, and a lot of misdirection and a lot of bubble screens. CeeDee Lamb is like the perfect I, – I, I have this gut feeling how he's taking CD if he can get up into the teens. Um, T. Higgins, Buffalo. Josh Allen, big arm, big target. I love it. Higgins is my favorite. That's what I was asking. I want to know. Uh, I want to know how well you think he could be. Ruggs needs to go to like, like Kansas City, or <laughs> or like or like. Um, god, that would be dangerous. Oh my god, him and Hill in the same field. Yikes. Um, I also would could see him going to Arizona as well. I could see Arizona reaching on him at ten. I could. I could be like, oh my god, 40 times, 40 times, get Cal or deep threat. Because Larry Fitzgerald basically runs like an old dinosaur at this point. Yeah. <laughs> but all of them are great. I um Justin Jefferson. Um, I would love to see him and Brady together. His route running ability with that kind of speed. But um also, guys, don't be surprised if OBJ gets moved before the draft. Oh. I I'm telling you right now, he's not gonna be a Brown next year. OBJ it's watch. It's the, it's the smartest watch. thing to do with them. And I mean, it's the Browns, so they're probably not going to trade him. Now I just said it's the smartest thing for them to do. But <laughs> the Browns get rid of OBJ. They get themselves an offensive tackle. They may you – know don't if they trade OBJ, don't be surprised if the Browns go get like a guy like Ross who can just blow past the defense and is not going to demand the ball a lot because I feel like they'd be perfect for Baker. All right. We're moving on now. We got hockey. Zach, educate my peoples. What was the biggest move of the trade deadline? Uh, biggest move? I, it's it, I would have to say collectively. I mean, you're a Penguins fan. I I think there's a good argument that the Penguins won the draft. They did a lot. They added Zucker, Marlowe, uh, Connor Sherry, who used to be on the team, uh, and Evan Rodriguez. So I I think that they did the most to give themselves a chance. They're not doing very well at the moment. They lost their yeah, second place mind, spot. It's like the second they hit the new, the new month. It's like, oh, we're going to lose to him. We're going to lose to him. <laughs> Somebody made a TikTok about us losing the last two weeks. Oh, like, God. The worst part is 
My Timberwolves have won more games in the last three weeks than the <laughs> Penguins. What is going on here? Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, Edmonton added a couple guys from Detroit. who was a weak team, and they have Detroit's old GM, so he's just dipping into his old cesspool. Uh, other than that, the Islanders and the Knights did well. Um, I, I I don't know, man. I, I, I've been for the last month or so. We've been putting each other on the spot, KJ and I, over on Puck Puck Pass. Check it out. Um, on who we think is going to be in the final. I'm picking second best podcast on Billy Up, by the way. And <laughs> I'm I don't, picking, uh, I don't even pay attention to hockey. I love going on there. <laughs> I, uh, I've been picking Pittsburgh to come out of the East and be in the Stanley Cup final. Really? So uh, oh. I'm still on the train. I think they did well to trade deadline, and I think they've got the team that could do it. I, I so, Honestly, I'm, if you're a Penguins fan, you should be excited. I'm not even worried about their health, though, because every every other ga- every other week I'm seeing Malkin or Crosby being down with some like, dang and dent injury. I'm like, guys, this ain't baseball. It's hockey. You play. <laughs> <laughs> that is a problem. I mean, the Penguins, th- them in Colorado have had the, the most injuries all year, for sure. But unlike Colorado, Pittsburgh is still like a favorite in the East, which cracks me up to, completely. Yeah, I mean, Pittsburgh able to su- sustain their success in the division is has been a- absolutely amazing, especially because Crosby was out for a time. Their best players were out for a time. Like, even Colorado, who was riddled with injuries, their best player was never injured. True. Penguins' best players were injured, and they're still where they're at. I think they're an exciting team. That'd be like the, that'd be like the Lakers winning of that AD and LeBron. Yeah. All right. Oh, by the way, I said on their show, the smartest thing I ever said about hockey on their show, I, I told KJ that LeBron James and Sidney Crosby are the same person. KJ didn't talk for about 30 seconds he's like oh my god you're right yeah. they both won a lot of titles they both came right after one of the greatest of all time retired Mario Lemieux and uh, they are and, kind of hated by a lot of yeah, yeah I was going to say and that's they, the, both yeah. can be, they could both be giant weenies about flopping so and they're only hated because they're great that's the only exactly. reason they're hated Thank you. Crosby and LeBron James are the same person. By still in present of LeBron James is not as good as Kobe fan club. So <laughs> RIP the Mamba. RIP. Yeah. I still have, I, I have like Mamba mentality wrote on my, my gym shoes, man. Like I was so upset that day, man. <sighs> All right. Who's coming out of the West? For hockey, I, I, I've, I've been picking Colorado. I've just because they've also been somewhat successful because of their injuries. I have Colorado and Pittsburgh, especially because, Crosby and and I mentioned Colorado's best player has not been hurt. That's Nathan McKinnon. He's a big mm-hmm. Crosby fan. They're both from the same city. They're friends. I think it'd be awesome to see them match up. I would be rooting for Colorado. I know that hurts to hear, but I would be rooting for Colorado in that matchup. But I still think it would be an extremely fun matchup to watch. So, are there any surprise teams you could see like coming out and like knocking off Colorado or Pittsburgh? Because like I know I'm I'm like still like kind of like catching up on the hockey. I've been trying. I'm actually working hard. Because yeah, my Tar Heels are, the, are an abomination this year for basketball. So basically, <laughs> from the second the Eagles got eliminated to the Diamondbacks for when Madison Baumgartner throws the first pitch on the 26th, I am bored. So, I mean, I'm looking at the standings right now. Somehow, Bo- Bo- right, we got Boston, we got Washington, Philly. But I keep he- hearing, because oh, I follow a bunch of Philadelphia sites, everyone's still bitching about the Flyers. Dude, defending champs, you're really gonna knock them off? They're 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 in first place in the central. Like it's yeah, that's so hard to do. It's so hard to knock them off, and and especially since them and the Blues, who played in the finals last year, Bruins Blues, are both killing it in their respective conferences this year. It's it's people are talking about a rematch. I would hate to see it. I, I don't. I never like to see like we saw Cavs Warriors forever. I hate that shit. Oh, but I know some people love it, but yeah, I, I'm glad you're on the same page. I don't. I I I think. The Flyers could be a team to be worried about, and I've said for months that they weren't, but they've absolutely been killing it lately. They jumped Pittsburgh in the standings. It's, and I know that that sucks as a Pittsburgh fan to hear that the that Philly Flyers could be someone to to be worried about. I hate the Flyers as much. Philadelphia team that's not even the Eagles. They're gonna choke in the postseason. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. That's that's the thing that everyone's banking on is like, yeah, the Flyers have been on tear lately, but they're gonna lose in the first round. Like it very well could happen. I mean, we got swept by the Lightning last year, so I'm not trying to bring that up again. Yeah, Boston, 42 and 13, 96 points. What am I missing here? Because yeah. I looked at Boston's roster. Maybe it's kind of didn't recognize any of them because last time I paid attention to the Bruins, today no Charo was was on that team with uh, Timmy Thomas <laughs> and those dudes. Yeah, everybody I mean, in my high school was a Boston Bruins fan for two weeks. Yeah, they're top down. They're exciting. Their offense is good. Their defense is good. Their goaltending is good. They're, there's not a hole in that team. 
with that being said, it's hockey. Anyone can lose. I, I, I just don't I, – I think someone figures them out by the time April and May ring comes around. So they're, uh, they're, they are the Baltimore Ravens this year. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and the Penguins are – The Patriots. Yeah, no, exactly. No, no, no. They're Kansas City because they actually won't lose in the first round. Right, and they've been there before. They know what they're doing, just mm-hmm. like Kansas City. And, and I, I just – honestly, out of the East, I don't think – I don't think there's I, anything I love, to worry about. I, I love your confidence in my boys. I appreciate that. I rarely have it. I, I don't like the Penguins, but this year I, I think I, I got it. That's why this is hysterical. I mean, I <laughs> even have two Penguins hats, man. I should be wearing that right now. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I would love to see um, a uh, Penguins-Vegas Stanley Cup. That'd be awesome. I was going to say, out of the West, Vegas is a team that could surprise people. Well, they I mean, they, they do have 82 points right now, and the next closest team. I'm, I'm, I'm looking through the standings right now. You're right. He's already on 18. That's eliminated. They're so bad. They're so bad. <laughs> Back when they had like Marion Hosa and the in Lynch. Oh my god, dude. dude. They were smacking teams around every year. Oh my god. It's they're not even. They're not even bad. They are so bad. So are they worse, bad. Are they worse than the Lions and the Tigers? Uh, worse than the Lions, absolutely. Worse than the Tigers, I don't know, man. The Tigers are atrocious, too. I don't know why you're doing this to me. Poor, you poor kid. I mean, I, I took Kevin. Kevin is now a Diamondbacks fan for the season because his Red Sox are so horribly run. So <laughs> I am welcoming you for baseball to be a Diamondbacks fan. Join I'll be a Diamondbacks fan. I love the D-backs. Oh, listen, man. We got Madison Bumgarner, who does rodeos on weekends. We have Ketel Marte, the best player in the league nobody's talking about. Oh, and we are the thorn in the LA Dodgers side every year. They can never beat they can never consistently beat us. They always lose like two or three games in a series against us. They can never figure us out. So yes, Zach Mack, welcome to Dimebacks Nation. We Here's officially let's go. We officially welcome you. I'll send you a hat. All right. Next up on the list. Wow, I did not think we were gonna talk hockey for fifteen minutes, but we did. And I enjoyed it. <laughs> I'm proud of you. That was good. I'm I'm, I'm I feel enlightened. We got the Brady watch. All right, since Kevin's not here, this will go a little smoother. All right, so if you guys didn't see, uh, the one Tar Heels win of the year, they beat Syracuse and Fallon, Edelman, and Brady. Interesting trio. We're in the stands, and Julian Edelman was saying to the camera, he's coming back, he's coming back. And everyone's like, Brady goes like, he's not. And then goes, let's not. But basically, they took the audio clip. I heard this on The Herd on Monday, and it made me so depressed. Because Fallon was talking about Edelman. The reason there was a gap is because Fallon was talking about Bayheim and some of the strategy in the game. And Brady goes, he's got it. And I'm like, damn it. (laughs) I still, you know, listen, there are so many sources. And they were talking about this today. His trainer, I think, is the snitch in his camp. It ain't Giselle. It ain't Edelman, because Edelman wants him back. So, unless the Patriots are leaking this, I seriously think that wasn't just for show with uh, for Vrabel. The problem is, and I was looking at the cap for this, the Titans really can't keep Henry at what he wants if they get Brady. So they're going to have to go get a running back, which I could see the Titans then trading up, maybe getting Jonathan Taylor. Which, I mean, hey, Brady Hay in the ball off to probably the most explosive running back he's ever had in his career. Be fine. But um, it's really – this is a whole weird situation to me. I still think my two favorites to this are Nashville, him going to Tennessee, or the L.A. Uh, the LA uh, Chargers because no Rivers. They can go draft uh, Herbert or Eason or Love, and they basically have Brady developing them for a year because he's only going to play a year or two more. And he's got Mike Williams, who has the catch radius of a school bus. Uh, you have Keenan Allen, who's probably one of the top two or three best route runners in the league, up there with like Amari Cooper and uh, Hopkins or Mike Thomas. By the way, Devontae Adams is not a top ten receiver. Yeah. Um, best argument I ever got on, tw- on Twitter with our former colleague. <laughs> and um, and on top of that, you still have Melvin Gordon, who is a great running back. I think they're going to bring him back. I, I don't really see him moving on. Even if they do get rid of him, oh, look, they go draft another one in the second round because there's five good ones in this draft. One who I know, Brady, would like my boy DJ Dallas out of Miami. He's a little – he's a faster, bigger uh, Deion Lewis. So I got two questions. And the first question, 
just yes or no, are you more or less convinced that Brady will not be a Patriot? I am 90% sure he's gone. Okay. Are you putting any weight on the rumor of him going to Vegas? Because I've seen that quite a bit. <sighs> the reason that's a headline is because that's the sexiest headline. It's not yeah. going to happen. It's I, not gonna happen. I believe that. First of all, Derek Carr is a great quarterback. He's a top 50. I'd rather have him than Dak Prescott. I'd rather have him than Kirk Cousins. The problem is, is that Gruden has not put a good system around him yet. Like, yes, okay, you're going to tell me Hunter Renfro is a good receiver? Come on. Like, the best weapon he's given him is Darren Waller, who they picked off the street and became a top-five tight end. By the way, I called that in preseason from watching Hard Knocks. One of my <laughs> fantasy title, by the way. But it's, it's crazy to me how people want to buy into this Vegas room. It makes no logistical sense. For his brand, he wants to be TB12, wholesome, avocado, ice cream, and toast. You know, Whole Foods, that, which he's in the Whole Foods stores in New England. I can find his TB12 protein powder on the one three eggs up from my house. <laughs> for, for most people who don't live in Connecticut, that's a distance apparently. Um, he goes to Vegas. He's got to basically like start smoking cigars in the locker room and showing up kind of half-cocked for walkthroughs. It's not his image. It's never been his image. I mean, yeah, Giselle would probably love Vegas, but I feel like she'd probably enjoy Nashville more than she enjoys Boston. My buddy's like, hey, let's go to Boston for my bir- for my birthday, which is in uh, 13 days. And um, I turned 25, guys. I feel old. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, I love Boston, but, like, I need Boston in short snippets, like 12 hours at maybe max 24, and I, I want to go home. I'd rather stay in New York or I'd rather go to Philly or D.C., or I love, or even oh my God, I love New Orleans. Um, or go to go down to Zaxxiom in Memphis, or or uh, even go to mm-hmm. Nashville. There's like a lot more cities I'd rather stay in the Boston. I just like anything's better, but as long as he doesn't go to like Indianapolis, where basically an Applebee's is the nightlife out there, I think he'll be okay on the Giselle side. Even though I don't think she'd even leave. I think she'd basically just keep the kids wherever they're going. <laughs> like they have a huge house in Greenwich now. I think they're okay, um, which is. Third, which is 45 minutes from my house, by the way. So me and Brady are neighbors, I guess. Um, but yeah, I it's I don't see I see LA because that would be a city, and I see and also the weapons and the head coach, Vrabel uh, uh, in Tennessee. That's it. I don't see any other. Everyone keeps talking Miami. I'm like, why? Bad offensive line, only one good receiver, no good running backs, and you're you have Tua basically chomping at your ankles for a year and a half. Or Justin Herbert, whoever they draft. So I, it doesn't make sense to me. I think it's going to be – it's going to be. I also saw today there's 10 teams interested. Yeah, I guarantee only about three are even going to get a callback from Brady. So. Yeah, I was going to say there's probably 30 teams interested. Uh, there's, just, there's, like, uh, there's like 10 teams I would not I would say right now would turn Brady down right now. I could list them off, off the top of my hand. Yeah. 10 teams right now? Uh, Casey, Philly, um, Cincinnati. Only because they get the number one overall pick. Yeah. Sense. Uh, Carolina, they have Cam Newton, and they just committed to him. Um, Seattle, Russell Wilson, Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Pittsburgh, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, because they want to just finish off with that. Um, that's base. Baltimore. Baltimore, yeah, Lamar Jackson, the Andrew Ryan. I'm like, couldn't think of. The, I couldn't think of like, all right, mobile quarterback. Why can't I think of this kid's name right now? Uh, that's that's nine. Dallas would take him in a heartbeat, but God, that would make the world. Well, I mean, we are, apparently everyone thinks the world's dying anyway, so um, I mean, it would make sense. Dallas is getting Brady. <laughs> yeah, I don't think uh, Detroit would take him either, but I saw this. Uh, there yeah, is yeah, Detroit would throw in there too. So there's ten. Vegas. Uh, with the whole John Gruden being coach, you know, and he said a couple years back, he's like, people are, you know, calling. They want to play for the Raiders. And then Antonio Brown gets there, and people are like, see, yeah, he was right. People want – and then Antonio Brown is gone. So, so I, so I – That man's brain is jelly. Bro. Yeah, so I don't put much weight into that either. I I don't know, man. I don't, I don't really – Brady's on his way out, let's be honest. He's not He's oh, not totally. closer to the beginning of his career. So I don't – I do you think if he goes somewhere that he could have more success than – then if he goes to Tennessee or yeah, uh, I, I don't mean there. like overall that he had in New England. Oh, Obviously, no. what he, he did in New England is gonna be he's a done with titles. He's yeah. done with any titles. I mean, if he if they were able to keep Derrick Henry in Tennessee, that team's going to the AFC title game, taking on Mahomes or Jackson, no question. But they won't be able to keep uh, Derrick Henry unless he takes a pay cut. So yeah, I can vibe with that. I mean, LA is not gonna be able to keep Gordon. 
ironically, the two teams going to are the two teams that are losing running backs. But Brady's going to have weapons to throw to. In running backs, this 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 class has a, de- a lot of decent backs. There's like four or five that can go in the top 64 picks. So I would say that's fine. So, I mean, either way, Brady, I think, is going to make the playoffs if he cha- where, which team he goes to. Hopefully it's one of those two. If he goes to one of these other teams, though, I think if he goes to Oakland or uh, – oh, sorry, Las Vegas, <laughs> I think they're going to be like a 9-7, 10-6 team. He's going to retire. I think he's going to hate it. It's Because it, I think I think also Brady is smarter than me, clearly. So he will see what I see and see L.A., you get the new stadium, you get – Mike Williams and, and Keenan Allen. Oh, and they probably will go re-sign Hunter Henry. Oh, and they'll probably just go draft a running back with the twenty with the tenth or fifteenth pick they have. Oh, then go get oh, and go get Swift, who's a muscle hamster. And then oh, or you can go to Tennessee where they can either keep convince Derek Henry to take a one year pay cut, and then or maybe go draft Jonathan Taylor. It doesn't matter. I think both fits are great for Brady. All right. We got a little quick, two quick hits before we roll on the last call here. Jaguars doing a fire sale. Uh, if you don't follow Leonard Fournette on Instagram, you should. It's hilarious because his anti-Jaguar stuff is hysterical. Like he posted the Will, the Fresh Prince meme where there's nothing left. It's just him standing there. <laughs> the Jaguars logo. It's hysterical, Zach. I'll, I'll send it to you on Instagram. But they just traded um, AJ Boye to the Broncos yesterday. or Was it yesterday or this morning? It was yesterday. It was last night. And then uh, you got the fact that Ngakwe, they're a really talented pass rusher, doesn't want to play there anymore. And he, they're just going to franchise tag him, but they're going to try to move him. Really? Um, if we don't get Clowney, I'll definitely take Ngakwe because I think Jason Peters might beat Clowney into a pulp in the first day of practice for that hit uh, last year. But, yeah, the Jaguars, three years removed from an AFC title game, blown dead. They're already trying to deal foals too, like – they're going to say Minshew's the future. The Jaguars are going to go back to being the Blaine Gabbert Jaguars in like a, in probably three days. <laughs> I, I'm I don't know. bad for DJ Chark because that kid is going to be a legit elite receiver in about a year or two. I don't uh, – yeah, obviously I don't follow the NFL as closely as you do. I, I don't understand. I, I've, I've seen Jags doing this fire sale. I saw the line for that thing. Hilarious. I, I just don't know what uh, – I mean, can the Jags ever figure it out? Well, they were so close, but they said, oh, Bortles is our quarterback. If they made a move for a quarterback in that offseason, they would have actually been a legit team. That team had so much talent on that defense. They had a decent running game. Oh, and they had good young receivers. And they, oh, had a decent, they just had a great team. And it was working. But then they said, oh, let's commit to Bortles because they were – and, you know, honestly, the craziest thing is they were a bad holding call away from going back to the, the Super Bowl, the going to the Super Bowl because that holding call should have been called. But, I mean, there was also like five calls they missed if you ever asked Kevin about that. So <laughs> I just the Jags are like the Browns of the South. They just can't figure it out. Um, lastly, don't worry. Gallo baseball news. Uh, oh, Christian Yelich got his extension today. Um I'm not even going to go into the numbers. It's a lot of money. And was, uh, it, was it 200? I saw it was reported that he was going to get about 200 mil. Did he get it? It was over. I think it was like two. The number I think in my head is like 255. I may be wrong. Oh shit! But I knew it was over 200. But you know what? Like the guy's the best, one of the best power hitters in baseball. Yeah. He was basically the only reason the Brewers made it as far as they did, like like standings wise. So it's great. All right, folks. Smooth jazz time. Kick it. So, you guys know, I am a diehard Philadelphia Eagles fan. I am, like, have thought about getting tattooed in my chest or forearm. I have more Eagles jerseys than anything else. I have Eagles hats everywhere. I have Eagles memorabilia. I have a mini Eagles sweatshirt from a teddy bear over here. I've got an Eagles pillow pet back there. I see uh, that. Kid. I've got Eagles parking zone over there. Eagles clock I made in woodshop class. You name it. You guys know I love my birds. All right. Alshon Jeffrey has been a headache to me for the past two years. The man has not stayed healthy. He's underperformed since he got his contract. And he's been leaking it to his his girl, Josina Anderson, every time there's a problem in the locker room. So there was a story that came out, I think it was Sunday, yeah, it was Sunday, um, that after the recent leaks, they, these weren't even the Scandrick ones. These were just... Like, the whole, there's a problem in the locker room, blah, 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 the leaks out of the thing, there's a pro, all these problems and issues and stuff like that. Apparently, a prominent Eagles player 
<coughs> who's not our left tackle. Oh my, nicknamed the bodyguard for a reason. Uh, it was either it was one of our tackles, either Johnson or Peters. They're both monsters and both terrifying human beings. Um, got in Jeffrey's face, and it got so bad they had to be separated. And everyone's like, oh, Alshon wants to be back. Yeah, bullshit. Alshon's gone. And thank you, God. I cannot stand Alshon Jeffrey anymore. He disgraces the number 17. That's my original number. Um, he basically after he, like, he, like, was all, oh, Nick Foles is. I'm like, Alshon, go watch a Jacksonville. How's that going for you? Basically, he was useless after the Green Bay game. And has never been able to stay healthy in his career. He wants a Super Bowl. Great. Congrats. I'll get the hell out of here. Um, good riddance. I'll replace you with C.D. Lamb, Des Bryant, OBJ, Stephon Diggs, Mark Cooper. Doesn't matter. I'll replace you. You goon. I hate I hate Alshon Jeffrey because he's a locker room cyst. He's awful for that team. Carson deserved better. He got better with Greg Ward. <laughs> By the way, I really hope Eagles keep him. And also, Car- Nelson Aguilar is gone. Praise Jesus. So, um, I was talking this yesterday. Uh, I was talking about my, with my buddy with this yesterday. If Dallas doesn't figure this Dak thing out, they could be in trouble in the next couple of years because you got Zeke who's forgot to catch the ball. Their offensive line's getting old. They're, they're letting their best cornerback go, who will probably be wearing Eagles green on the first day of free agency. <laughs> Philadelphia is like said, thank you. We are going to throw Byron Jones a buttload of money. In my head, it's like, all right, please don't be Namdi Asamoah. Please don't be Namdi Asamoah. Please don't be Byron Maxwell. I'm like, in my lifetime, there's only been one Eagles cornerback we've acquired via tr- – two Eagles cornerbacks we've acquired via trade that I haven't hated them within a year. That's Ronald Darby, who I hate now. I, I love him as a person. I just hate his cor- cor- covering ability. And Asante Samuel, whose jersey I still have over there. So, praying it's more Asante Samuel, less now Diasawa. <laughs> All right. As you know, bad free agent signings are always part of the NFL. It just seems our problem is cornerbacks. So, folks, that wraps it up. We had a great show today. Zach, thanks for coming on, buddy. Uh, when am I coming back on uh, um, Puck Up Pass and What's Up Belly Up? I'm waiting for my invitations here. Yeah, we'll get you on uh, What's Up, Bella, very soon. Uh, Puck Puck Pass, we've got a couple guests lined up, so we'll get you on, uh, hopefully, while the Penguins are uh, preparing for, like, a uh, Stanley Cup final run or something like that. Dude, the Penguins in the final, I better be on that show. <laughs> I'll be screaming some crap on that. Because, okay, so, by the way, guys, I watch playoff hockey. I enjoy playoff hockey. It's fun. It's suspenseful. There was one, the second year they won the title, the only game I watched in the first round they lost so I didn't watch any games the entire season. And they won 90% of them. And then I only turned it on again for the end of what I think it was, what was it, against the so Sabres. It was like, oh, not Sabres. Um, How long ago was it? Predators. Whenever that super, the, that, the, the, they're the most recent title. That was the only game I turned on that entire playoff run besides like game two of the first round. And I got to watch them basically win a nail biter the end i'm like if they lose this game because of this i'm not turning to <laughs> on if i confetti drop so uh, that was fun i'm excited I, I'm, I'm excited i love playoff hockey man because i got one more year with my timberwolves out until next year when d low cat and whoever they draft at five are gonna take over the league but all right that wraps it up guys it's 52 minute mark we actually went 20 minutes over i love it sure. all right i'm jared that's zach thanks Check for having out, me belly up and the second best pod on belly up besides yours truly puck puck pass it even makes me care about hockey that's how good it is appreciate that see you guys later thanks for listening to the corner booth podcast be sure to check us out on instagram and on twitter at corner booth pod